Hey, some out of the boxers. This episode, we catch up with Mario Mejia and Will Reyes just before Mario heads down to Cosmel for his first Ironman race. I feel like this is the best podcast we've done so far. I hope you guys feel the same way. Let's get to it. So, just like that, we're rolling right into it because otherwise we will sit here and talk across this table. <laughs> yeah. All morning long, and be like, "Oh, maybe we should start the podcast now," and then we won't have anything to say, and we'll just be like, "Well, this is a really great podcast, really quiet podcast." All right, so uh, we are back on uh, the podcast. Swim out of the box—that's the name of this podcast. I'm glad you remembered. <laughs> Speaking of coffee, I need some um, with Mario and Will, but mostly Mario. Hey. It's it's his show today. I'm here for <laughs> entertainment. You know, we're you're here. Will's here for moral support. I appreciate you. <laughs> hey, anything I need to do to help you out, man? I'm, I'm here so for Sherpa you. Sherpa in life now too, not just on your race. That's right. right. That's a thing. Sherpas. Sherpas are a thing in races. Do you have a Sherpa? I guess you're gonna have a whole I, entourage. I don't, I don't even know what a Sherpa is. So oh man, like, you are so green. Dominic <laughs> signed up for a hundred mile. Or no, a 50-mile race a couple no, years ago. No, it was 100-miler. 100 100-miler? Mm-hmm. What a psychopath. Um, oh, I did yeah. not do it. I did not do it. <laughs> I injured myself before I could do oh, it. Oh, man. You injured yourself. But he was like, <laughs> I really want to do this, but I need a Sherpa. And I was like, what does that mean? He's like, well, you'd have to follow me around and bring me all these things. He's like, I don't even know how to do that. Oh, like a caddy boy? Yeah. <laughs> so that's what most people call them, Sherpas. I think. Well... That's a triathlete. Yeah, triathletes call them Sherpas for sure, and it's a thing, but basically they need help carrying all their stuff, their bike equipment, their, like, wetsuits and bags and shoes. Do they get paid? You work that out with Mario. (laughs) Because that's a lot. That's like, I might as well do the competition at that point. (laughs) Pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, But you're going to have a whole entourage. I mean, you're going to have how many people are coming down with you. I know Will's going. Yeah, so we have Will, Corey, Junior. And then my best friend Taylor, and uh, my mom, and uh, two of my brothers. But that's pretty good. Yeah, but uh, Junior and Corey, and I know Will is gonna be taking pictures and recording, so it's gonna feel like I'm a celebrity. Kind of feel like that. Yeah, actually, it's kind of funny you say that, but uh, I had I don't typically go out, um, and I had gone to this uh, birthday party, and yeah, it was like a lot of people like all around me asking me questions they're like how much are your sponsors paying you and, and stuff like this i'm like um uh, uh, it's not like that like i know i've been on the news a couple of times but it's it's not what you think it is so yeah people hear sponsorship and they think oh he's getting money yeah yeah so it's more like free stuff yeah i'm getting help and yeah that's funny mm-hmm. do you are you worried at all about after the race no matter how it goes it goes well goes poorly doesn't matter there's going to be a vacuum, right? I mean, at some point, you're going to stop training or you're going to take a break or you're going to back off training. You have to kind of rest and reevaluate and recover. There's going to be a drop off in like attention. What do you, and, and like wanting to be fit? NBC's or? Not, no, no. NBC's not going to be like, oh, you're recovering now, Mar- Mario. Let's follow up. <laughs> Oh right, you know what I'm yeah. Like, there's gonna be like I know, yeah. And I'm, I'm, you go back tomorrow, though, you know. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. Go back to be Mario. Like I still have my own life to live and all, but I'm definitely gonna take some time and not worry about cycling, biking, or running. Um, I know, I know, I there's this idea of who Mario is and all, all he is is an athlete now. But I mean, I'm just. I'm, yeah, I'm still a person. I still like want to travel <laughs> and hang out with people and do regular stuff. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, you'll have so much more free time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm going Can't from do anything. 20 hours a week of training to, I mean, I'm going to have 20 more hours, I feel like, to do what I want to do. So, I mean, that's going to be interesting. <laughs> do you know what you want to do after? Yeah. Um, just chill. <laughs> <laughs> well deserved. Yeah. Are you going to stop working out? No, no, I'm definitely going to, I mean, achieving this level of fitness, I, I don't know if I'll ever be able to be complacent again. Um, mm-hmm. I definitely yeah. like Habits. the body. Yeah, Habits. I like the body I've achieved, and um, I just... It's all about the aesthetic. Yeah, and I, I have a lot of people coming to me asking me for advice, so I, I would feel like I'm not, not really the man I'm supposed to be if I stopped working out. Um, 
What are people asking you for advice for? Uh, just like diet, fitness, um, what it's like to recover after um, doing long training and um, questions that relate to that. Do they, do they, do they ever ask you like, well, how, how can I get a sponsor? Yeah, actually, yeah. Like, <laughs> I knew it. Yeah, that's that's like, everyone's how, how can I get sponsored? You call Will, okay? 703. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I, I mean, I'm honest. It's it's not like I'm going to be placing first at the event or anything like that. But I'm just like, yeah, have a good story and do it with good intention. And, you know. Yeah, I think um, that's actually a really great point and great thought. I think there's a lot of people who see Instagram influencers or someone like you, Mario, that go, well, well, I want to be that. I want to do that. But they're doing it because they want attention or fame or something for free versus I want to improve myself. And if those things come to me as a result of improving myself and proving to myself that I can do these things, that's a different way to approach it, right? When you go about it the right way, yeah, everything naturally just fits in, right? Like just focus on what you want to accomplish and do it with good intentions and – I'm a believer that everything will play itself the way it's supposed to. Right. I think it's it's like a it's so easy. I see it more now than I ever have. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just so easy for people to get caught up in the idea that I'm going to be famous on Instagram, so I'm going to worry about getting followers, and then I'll worry about training, or mm-hmm. then I'll worry about being able to do the event versus actually doing the event and training and not worrying about getting famous on instagram but if it comes it comes if it happens right. it happens um, yeah I mean, of your labor right it's been yeah. yeah with that said it's it's been a you know an entire year of me just really focusing on myself and even like when i had first reached out to hearts of empowerment my my only intention was just to raise money and awareness for the the charity i didn't expect them to want to do anything with me i didn't expect them to fly out with me to Ironman or to help me attain any sponsors. I just wanted to do something good for the community um, and, you know, to kind of help me feel like I was... Get up in your mic. You're a little low. To, to help me feel there like I go. was redeeming myself as a person. Um, so, and I feel like if you do it with the right intention and everything will follow, just like if you were to chase money, you're always going to be chasing money. Right. But if you chase your passion, the money will follow. It just comes. Right. Exactly. Exactly yeah. right. And it just, I'm, I'm lucky enough that I get a lot to work with a lot of uh, younger coaches, like people just started their career and stuff. So it's interesting to see this mind shift, like the shift of like, well, I got into coaching because I wasn't helped enough when I was coaching. So I want to make sure people are getting the help that they deserve. And I want to be that coach for them. But I have talked to a slew of younger coaches now. that are like, well, I don't really know why I want to do this, but I'm trying to get those followers. Like what? Who cares? How do I grow my brand? Right. How do I grow my brand? I don't understand. Why are you asking me about growing your brand? You're a person. You're not a brand. You're not like Nike. All right. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I see people getting confused, like going off and creating a separate social media account for this brand but but really i feel like your brand is just who you are at your heart and it should just be all into one entity (laughs) it should be authentic raw just true to yourself yeah like i think uh, we talked about it last time you were here how you were a little apprehensive about talking about sobriety and your your duis and your past but that's authenticity and people relate to that. Mm-hmm. Nobody is perfect and everyone has some darkness or some, I don't want to say something that you're ashamed of, but something that you're like not proud of mm-hmm. in your past. Everyone has that. Oh really? What are you not proud of? I've done don't, lots of don't bad put, things. Don't get yourself in trouble here. <laughs> I've, done, I've done a slew of things that I'm not proud of. <laughs> but the podcast is about Mario, not about Mario. <laughs> Maybe some other time, yeah. right? <laughs> right, but but that's you're not gonna if you try to like present this brand of Mario who is pristine and just awesome. No, we know you are awesome. Yeah, but we also want to know how you're not awesome. Mm-hmm. At least I do, because now I can connect with you. Because I can't connect. Yeah, it's relating to people. Right, I can't really connect with someone is. who is mm-hmm. is perfect yeah. because I'm certainly not. I have done a terrible thing in my past. <laughs> dun dun dun. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> we just started a murder mystery. <laughs> American Horror Story. Over here. Um, do you have like 
what are your what are your your thoughts now like leading into this week you leave what when do you leave tomorrow wednesday wednesday wednesday, wednesday morning 6 21 that's two that's like two days 41 oh, from shit. dallas you're gonna get so wow. many stalkers yeah. <laughs> this podcast this podcast doesn't go out today <laughs> oh man so by the time it airs i'll bump it up though I'll bump it we up. should bump it up I'll bump Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Priority. So, so two days, two days from now, you travel, right? Right. What are your, what's your like, your thoughts or your your mindset right now? Oh, Why man. am I doing this stupid podcast? I got to get ready to travel. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, and I've already spoken to you about this. I'm I'm definitely nervous. Uh, I mean, I've spent an entire year putting um time and my body and energy into this and. You know, I, I know I'm prepared, but there's still this feeling of, like, what if something goes wrong or, you know. Just and what so- if something does go wrong? Have yeah. you thought about those things? Yeah, I mean. Or did you just stop at I, what if? I No, I just, all I know, I mean, I'm really good at adapting to whatever circumstances I've presented. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's how I've been able to, you know, get through everything that I've been through is just adapt. And mm-hmm. it's not sit there and complain. It's adapt. So I mean, even if my bot my bike <laughs> breaks down like five miles before transition, I will run. That's if right. I, if Pick I that have bike to, up on your yeah, shoulder. I will go. do. I will do whatever I have to do. Take those clip ends off and just run. Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks for great content. <laughs> yeah. If that's what it comes down to, I will run 31 miles. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm nervous. I'm excited. It's been a, a long time building up to this one moment. Um, will i'm definitely gonna need some time to meditate so if you see me quiet it's not that i'm sad it's not he hates you (laughs) so we've talked about as a group like hey like we're not there to compete we're there to you know support mario and explore cosmo right and let's be real mostly tequila let's be real (laughs) i've seen some tequila tours so you know i take part of that but we talked about it like hey like Mario's here for a reason. We're here mm-hmm. to support him. So, like, if he needs his space, then we need to respect that, right? Let's right. Not, You're the priority. Yeah, right? we're not going to be playing music late at night. We're not going to be causing a ruckus across mm-hmm. Cosimo. Are guys staying right? in, like, a house? What did yeah, you Airbnb. Oh, okay. Airbnb in downtown, a couple blocks away. A couple blocks away from yeah, the yeah, actual race location. Okay. Um, pool. So, you know, he can get his training in. Because right? that's the real that's, point. That's the focus here. <laughs> and then once he's done, you know, we can jump in. But you guys are there for a bit. Right? Yeah, well, look at this. Um, no, I'm just so the race is on Sunday and uh, we're leaving on Monday. Monday night. So oh, really? look at these look at these flight situations. Oh yeah, the I'm flights look, are rare. I'm looking at flights because I'm trying to leave Thursday, Friday, and come back Monday, Tuesday. So you're not leaving on Wednesday. No, we are. We're all leaving Wednesday. But when okay, I was looking, yeah, ideally. when I was looking at flights, I wanted to leave Thursday, Friday, but they had me doing like a 19 hour layover in Montreal. <laughs> Which I was like, okay, oh. Montreal is cool, but Canada has restrictions. You can't even leave the airport. Yeah, I was going to say, you can't go anywhere. You can go to like the Same. Denny. And there was like airport. $700 a flight. So I was like, okay, let's back this up. What if I leave Wednesday That's crazy. and come back Monday night? And it was a good flight. It was like 450 around that. Nice. Um, and then Mexico is cheap. Airbnb is not expensive. So I was like, okay, if I stay a couple extra nights, it's I not going to – my budget is still, yeah. you know, still within. So it worked out for us. Wednesday through Monday. Airbnb in downtown. Nice. Um, we don't have to get a rental because we're right, you know, in central location. Mm-hmm. So nice. I'm gonna find a taxi guy, get his number, and hopefully make a friend with him. And I was yeah. gonna say you gotta get someone who'll wander around with you. Well, like good thing we speak exactly. Spanish too, so you yeah, know. Yeah, you guys have a leg up, for sure. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll be fine. My Spanish. I did it in Ecuador. <laughs> I was okay. People complimented me, but I can't. It takes me days to get into that mindset. Yeah, it's yeah. a. No one will ever hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I want it to be known that I know for myself, Lissa, um, that no matter what happens, um, something's just out of your control, right? Yeah. yeah. If you can't complete the race, it's still a successful endeavor. Lissa pointed it out. I was training for a 100-miler, and I didn't even get to compete in the 100-miler to fail. I failed before I even got there because mm-hmm. I injured myself, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just an accomplishment to be able to train the way that you've been training and be able to participate in the race, yeah. let alone finish it, mm-hmm. right? So have you thought of that? Like 
Like, will you be upset if, like, something happens, like, and that prevents you from doing something that you've been working so hard towards? Have you... I, I feel like if something was to happen in that present moment, I'm sure I would have a different feeling um, as it's happening, if anything does happen. But I know just beforehand, thinking about everything, I know that I would be pretty heartbroken, to be honest. I, I'd probably... I might even cry. I mean, I know in the race I'm going to cry because I'm, I've got a well, lot of... Well, you better cry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm... It's in the script. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like... One single tear. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I'm running this race with a lot of um, people in my heart. And so, I mean, I know regardless of what's going to happen, whether I, I complete it or don't complete it, I'm going to cry. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to give it my all and... I, that's the best. But I think can do. about it like this, right? What have we gone through to just to get to today? Right. right that's We've the more gone important COVID, thing, right? Where there were so many question yeah. marks. Mm-hmm. Like you were training without knowing if you're going to compete. Yeah. Yeah. You got right. your point. You got your bike taken away while the raids happened in Richmond. You got your bike taken yeah. away. Yeah. What? I didn't know that. Explain really? that. Yeah. Tell oh, us that. What? Okay. Um, I talk to you all the time. You don't tell us that. Yeah. So. <laughs> No, yeah. I mean, so I did the half Ironman with this like three hundred dollar bike. It wasn't like anything fancy. Yeah. Um, and then as you know, I had signed up for this a full Ironman. Uh, a few months into it, I was able to save enough money, and I bought this like four thousand dollar bike at an incredible deal. The guy was living in Moldova, and it was too expensive for him to ship overseas. And can like, I just pause for one second? Yeah. I just saw that Moldova has their first female president. By the way. Really? <laughs> where, where, completely Europe. Completely fucking random. Romania. Yeah, like, yeah. It's like over like you know Eastern Bloc. Yeah. Completely random that I saw that this morning. I was like, That's when awesome. does that come up in conversation? Yeah, shout out Moldova. You know? Shout out to Moldova. Yeah. Shout out to Moldova. So, so, all right. So anyway, you got a bike from Moldova. <laughs> so yeah, it was this guy in Moldova. Uh, he was living in Virginia for a little while, and um, it was too expensive for him to ship, and his. He was scared that he wasn't even going to be able to sell it because of COVID. So I ended up scoring this like $4,000 bike for $1,400. Nice. Um, yeah. Love and, a good deal. Yeah. Absolute <laughs> steal. And um, I had it for a month and I realized that the brakes uh, were, they were a little messed up. So I ended up taking it to the bike shop um, down on Richmond on Broad Street. And literally that same night was the same it was the same time that on um, the black lives movement was happening and there was a protest that happened. Um, there were a couple buildings that were caught on fire in Richmond. A lot of buildings got looted and the bike shop that I had left my bike in got looted. And so oh, man, yeah, i literally, I had the bike for 28 days. I had gone on maybe two rides on it and it's stolen. And wow. That's I, terrible. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I had saved, you know, it's, I mean, Fourteen hundred dollars is is a lot to spend on a bike, as yeah. a lot of people would think. Right, and um, and so the owner sends out an email, and my heart drops when I read it, saying that my bike got stolen. And he had mentioned in the email that it was going to take about eighteen months for the insurance Ooh. claim to go through. Gotta love insurance, man. I love when everyone's like, "It's okay, they're insured." Yeah. When everyone's talking about right. these things, like, "Do you know how that works?" Yeah, <laughs> right. I have so no more shop. Back. I guess I'll wait to get paid two years from now. Right. What? Landlords, sorry, clients. Right. And so, I mean, I felt my heart went out to the guy because it was not only personal bikes um, that got stolen, but I mean, his inventory yeah. got stolen too, and he had he's had that shop there for. Uh, a little over uh, like 10, 12 years. And for everything that he's ever worked for to get stolen, it my heart went out to him and he called me also. And um, he was just apologizing, um, voice rattly, almost crying. And I was like, look, man, I'm going to, don't you don't worry about me. I'm going to figure it out. And uh, it ended up working out because, uh, I mean, I had posted on Facebook, Instagram that I was looking for my bike. I mean, it's a time trial bike. It's not, like if you see some average Joe on this bike, you're gonna be like something's off here. Right. And so I was right. I was hoping that by getting it out there on social media that somebody would hopefully recognize it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then ended up getting almost like if I remember correctly, like like 
four, 500 shares on oh, wow. Facebook. Yeah, it was absurd. And people started reaching out to me saying, hey, how can I donate? And at first I was a little hesitant. I was like, it's not your responsibility. Right. You know, it's not your fault that my bike got stolen. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> but then after coming to conclusion that it was going to take some time for the insurance claim to come through, I was like, you know, if, if these people want to help me, you know, I, I will, I will take that. That's a blessing. And mm -hmm. so I started to go fund me and oh, nice. within a week I was able to raise, um, over two grand and ended up. And then some, one of the people that had seen my post, they saw, sent me another um, link on the market for this bike that happens to be my exact frame size. And um, it, was, it was a $5,000 bike. And Which is hard to find used. Yeah. Yes, like, let's exactly. That yeah. That's really hard to find It is. Used. Yeah. And so um, I had reached out to the person. I told them, you know, hey, my bike got stolen. I was actually using this bike to raise money for charity. Um, is there any way you could, you know, bump the price down a little bit? And she ended up giving me the, the bike at half price. Wow. Yeah. And basically gave it to me brand new. Um, she had only used it for one race um, oh, for a half Ironman. And she was about to go into surgery. And so she said that she wasn't going to need it for a couple of years and wanted to give it to somebody who was going to, you know, put good use into it. And so that's how I was able to overcome that within a week of my bike getting stolen. I was able to replace nice. that bike. Just thanks Man, you're going to gonna have so much motivation and inspiration. Oh that yeah. Bike course. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Which goes to show the support of a community, right? Seriously. Absolutely. Right. Because especially with the charity, right? I see it firsthand with the support we get on a day to day basis. But when you lose something of that value and that importance to you and people start reaching out, hey, how can I help? How can I help? And you right. find a way to yeah. succeed, make that, you know, make that dark place into something beautiful. Mm -hmm. yeah. That just goes to show the support you have in the community um, and what you've been able to accomplish so far. Right. Yeah. So that's just motivation for you to just, hey, when I get on this bike, I'm, I'm riding for all these people that supported me, mm -hmm. even those that stole the bike. But you know what? I'm still here. Right, and I'm able to do something with it. So that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So, yeah. I mean, you guys have definitely put it a little more into better perspective for me that, that it's a win. Um, you know, I've come this far without injury. Um, I know with COVID, I could have gotten sick, um, but I'm in excellent shape, good health. So it, it's it's been a win now that you put it yeah, in perspective. Yeah, I think, I think it's, it's so easy to put this, like, pressure on yourself uh every competitive athlete does that you know where it's like well if i don't get my cut i'm a loser well no no you're not you just didn't get a cut who cares you know or if i don't finish the race i'm gonna be mad at myself well that's fine be mad at yourself but don't let it like overtake or distract you from what is actually happening which is something really special because Exactly. Like, yeah. when I think about social media, I only think about negatives, right? But you just showed me that, oh, there is a place for social media. There is a place for this type of stuff, right? Yeah. I only think about the, the, the toxic nature of social media because that's what I'm used to seeing. So it's like, okay, win, lose, or draw, you've done really special, important things, and the race doesn't matter if you finish it or not. It just doesn't. I know that you think it does, but ultimately it really doesn't matter because I think you have fulfilled your mission, right? You're being that light for people. You're demonstrating to a lot of people that if you are passionate and you really care and you put forth the effort, good things come. You make friends through all this. Uh, you know, you've gained so much from just training for the Ironman. If you finish it, I don't think all you're really going to gain is a medal and maybe a tattoo, right? Yeah. Which I would avoid. Don't do that. <laughs> Wait, do, you, do you get a medal? How, how's that work? Yeah, yeah, it's a medal. Right? Yeah. But that's all, like, who cares? You've also gained, like, so much knowledge about yourself yeah. and so much other things. You know what it's I mean? It's the yeah. journey, right? The journey yeah. is the Your favorite. Value. <laughs> yeah. Going back I, to our previous oh, podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the journey. Yeah. I think that for me... I mean, because I grew up swimming competitively in a pool, right? How much more of a controlled environment can you have? Yeah. Um, 
And so one thing that was very hard for me, and I've only ever done two sprint triathlons, like, don't get me wrong, but, like, you can't control anything that happens with nature, you know? Yeah. Like, and there's only so much that you can prepare yourself for, like, swells in the water or if it's 32 degrees, like, below zero or something. Like, I mean, not that it's going to be that in Mexico, but stranger <laughs> things have happened, I think. Yeah. Like, so I, I think that's, like, one of the things, like, to keep in the back of your mind. Like, you can't control that. You've done so much to take care of what you can control. Yeah. And, like, it should be fun, too. Yeah. Like, and I know you can have fun. And like, you're going to – it's going to be so great. From a, from a sports psychology perspective, the more pressure you put on yourself, the harder it's going to be on you to achieve your goal. So don't put that pressure on yourself. You're never going to – let me let yeah. me ask you this, right? Because you did the half Ironman a year ago, and you didn't have as much time to prepare. But getting your body in shape is one part. Mm -hmm. The day of the traveling, checking in, finding a hotel, yep. all that—that's a whole different pressure you have to like yeah. establish. And, and yeah, it's a different type of stress. Mm -hmm. Going into this Ironman, do you feel like since you've been through all that, you just are more relaxed? You know how to handle all those situations where to check in, things of that nature? Or is that still something new for you? Because I feel like there is an aspect that, that puts pressure on you. Absolutely. That's a whole different type of stress that's, you have. That's, that's why a lot of athletes we were talking about Sherpas have Sherpas. So it's one less thing. Right. It's one less thing for that person to worry yeah. about. Yeah. What are you going to say, Mario? Um, so I would say that because I've already done one Ironman event that I, I am comfortable, but the reality is I still have not been to – this location i don't know what to expect especially with covid guidelines happening mm -hmm. um they're expecting us to sanitize everything and sanitize at every station before we give anything to anybody um and then you know i have the crew following me around i know you guys are going to want to document and capture all of these moments um but I also have like time slots. I have to do certain things like drop the bikes off or drop my bags off at each transition station. Um, yeah, so it, it is still some pressure. And I am I know that you guys and and my family is going to be like, okay, what's next? What, what's next? And I'm going to be sitting there like, I'm trying to figure out what's next. So, <laughs> so just bear with me. Give me a moment to kind of sit there and, and think about how I'm going to go about this. But yeah, there definitely is going to be some now, stress. I think, I think that's a good point and, and something that I hopefully will, will pick up on and can translate to everyone else that's with you is it's stressful to make decisions. All right. So you already have stress from, from just being there and, and, that new environment, you should try to take over making decisions as much as possible, Will, yeah. honestly. Like, obviously Mario has a say in what he wants to do, but if it's like, what's next, what sucks, Mario, you're gonna you're gonna stress him out. Oh yeah, absolutely. Don't do that. So I <laughs> Note to self. Yeah. Don't, don't stress yeah. Mario out. Don't yeah. do that. Absolutely. So. Have, you, uh, have you been practicing your sighting? My, no, I have uh -oh. not, to be honest. <laughs> your sighting looked great in your, yeah. in your last game. What's sighting for those? Those non-swimmers out here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, two, three weeks ago, is that is that right? About, About yeah, two, two or three ago. weeks ago. Yeah. Um, I started teaching Mario how to sight for open water swimming. Right. Mm -hmm. So you have to be able to look and see where buoys are, um, landmarks are, uh, you know where people are in general, so you don't run into them or whatever, or people to avoid when you see someone who is thrashing, this is going to sound really callous, but if you see someone who is appearing to be in danger, you need to keep going, right? Unfortunately, you don't want to get involved in someone drowning in that this is really dark, but they can drown you as well, and you're right. not a lifeguard. You don't you're have right. a kayak. You don't have a flotation device for them. You keep moving. Yeah. There's kayaks out there for a reason, Specifically. Right. right? So, you know, don't, you know, just being able to cite those types of things and avoiding things that you want to avoid or going towards things you want to go towards. Um, so it's not an easy thing to learn how to cite. I think Mario did a really good job picking it up. Um, and just the more you do it, the better you get at it as well. So I was just curious to see how it was going yeah. for him. I mean, it's definitely something I'm going to have to implement because I, I do remember doing the half Ironman and constantly running into people. And then I just kind of, 
it's not that I, I stopped in that one spot, but I kind of uh, stopped my momentum to look and see right. who's around me to make sure I'm not bumping into people or smacking them. But yeah, it's it's going to be really useful, especially keep my momentum in that 2.4 mile swim. It's yeah, I just want to get that done. Yeah, with. because it's not it's not necessarily about the time it takes you to stop or that you have stopped. It's the time that's going to take you to get back up oh, to speed yeah. Yeah. and the energy that it takes to get back up to speed from vertical in water where you don't have anything to push off of. It's a lot of energy. Yeah. It's a lot of energy. And so there's lots of times that you could definitely come to a stop if you don't know how to properly cite. So very grateful that you were able to teach well, me that. I've, do you get a chance to practice before Wednesday? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm definitely going to be hopping in that water um, when okay. we get to Mexico. So, okay, getting acclimated to the environment and meditating. Okay, maybe we can race again. Oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> open water race. Yeah, no. you, you won't stand a chance. For those who don't know, me and uh, Mario went to the pool, and uh, I decided to race him. Let's just say it didn't go just well for 25. Is that what it was? Or was it, it, it was a, a 40 meter swim? 40, 40, meter? 40 yards, sorry. 40 yard pool? Yeah, yeah. So, no, so it was like 20 yards one way and then another 20 yards back. So. Yeah, it just didn't end well for me. I That's a weird distance. Yeah, it's a two laps, one lap. How, how would you count that? It's usually 25 yards at a pool. Yeah, I mean, it was at a, it was a, it's a gym. Pool, oh, okay, that's so, why. Yeah, it wasn't like, at it's a, an odd facility or anything <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah. I didn't have my swim box cap on. I saw that. I saw that. Brandy. Way to, way to represent us. <laughs> I just shot him a dirty look. <laughs> um, so, all right. Will, what, what do you have planned other than tequila tours? Honestly. Um, Don't destroy my mic. Yeah, let's not break this. No, honestly, it's just uh, take this trip to just look back, reflect on everything we've done this past year. We've been working with Mario since February. Right. Yeah. Um, we've been very busy as a charity, so I'm going to use this time to just to take it all in, relax. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have a lot of things set for the future as well. So maybe get some work done while I'm out there. It's nice to bring your laptop out, sit on the beach, watch the sunset, put my toes in the sand. Is there – I know you guys are doing a lot of filming and footage, and the goal was to have some sort of documentary mm-hmm. at the end of all of this. Is there a deadline or a goal to – Yeah. Like, by the end of – but hopefully, so we get back. So the thing is, once Mario gets back from Iron Man, we still have to film his one-on-one documentary part where he speaks directly to the camera. Okay. So hopefully, the goal that we set with Junie, my marketing guy, is by the week of Christmas, we can release this documentary. So going Pretty into... quick turnaround. That's, that's the goal. Um, up to this point, we have everything we need. We filmed um, everything we need before Iron Man. So going to Iron Man is just focusing on... His preparation, him getting into the water, mm-hmm. and getting the day of stuff, right? Um, right? Once we get that, him crossing that finish line, that's all, you need that's all we really need. Oh, okay. That's all we really need. And that's then awesome. Corey Gray will put it together. He's amazing at creating films and videos, and we'll have a finished product. Also. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shout out Corey Gray. If you guys need a videographer, photographer, check him out, Corey Gray. <laughs> But um, I'm excited for this documentary. We've I've had a yeah. vision for it since mm-hmm. the very beginning. I think that's the one first thing I told Mario. Like, hey, we're going to do this because people need to see this, man. People need to see that this journey yeah. you've been on, all the hard work you've put into it, and just hopefully inspire someone to watch this and either create their own or go after something that they want to be a, a mm-hmm. part of as well. So okay. I'm excited for it to come out. Um, the visuals we have, we've used drones, GoPro, Junie bought a crazy camera through all this. So I think the finished product would be nice. Is there an intention to submit it to like documentary film festivals or anything? Or is it just put it out on YouTube or something like that? I don't think it's going to go that far. Why not submit it? I've never even thought about it. I don't even know how to submit it or what the guidelines are for it. Maybe you can help me out with that. Yeah, it's not that hard. Really? No. Oh, maybe. Yeah, why not? Just find some festivals, whatever. See if you can submit it. You know, just I mean, go I mean, after because if you're gonna spend the time making something like that, yeah. Yeah. you want people to see it, and yeah, it's on YouTube or wherever you put it, they can see it. But if it gets some recognition, then more people can see it or I, will see it. I agree, and I mean, even when I was being interviewed uh, by the news station NBC, the guy was like, "This is something that belongs in a movie." So I mean, why not? You know, it doesn't. You're making hurt. a movie. You're literally making a movie out there. You know. You already made it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm putting it on my task list now. <laughs> you know, do 
do some research. I'm sure there's like local, like local. Yeah, it doesn't need. It's not like. You know, Cannes Film Festival that hey, I'm telling yeah, you. I'm going for it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, you could. Sure. They have different categories and things like that. Right? So there's lots of chances that you can, like, I'm sure Richmond has a film festival. I'm yeah. sure of it. Yeah. All right. So look into, like, I'm I'm sure it's just like looking for grants. You just kind of yeah, look around, just, poke yeah, around yeah. a little bit and see whatever the requirements are. I'm sure you guys can fulfill those requirements. I'm sure it's not like. I'm, a, I'm definitely going to look into that. Thank you. For yeah. That. Thank you for yeah. Having I mean, me. they have, like, different ones, like, you know, Short film categories yeah. and long film. So you guys could probably or documentary categories. You'll find something that you could fit into. I'm I don't sure. Know. I think they should make DVDs and walk around on sidewalks like people do with their mixtapes. <laughs> <laughs> or no, that's not what it's called. You, you want to check out this documentary? <laughs> what <Yeah>. is it? <laughs> they're like, no, come on, check this out. I'm gonna be in the streets of DC passing out these yeah. mix so documentary the mixtapes. Like, that's only fifty dollars. <laughs> only fifty bucks. <laughs> they're like, what? I thought this was free. <laughs> It's a good plan. Do they it. even make DVDs still? Like, is that? I don't know. Give everyone a Yeah, there's Redbox. Yeah, yeah I yeah. see Redbox around. I play it, but. <laughs> yeah, I know. Isn't that crazy? You need an external drive just to play a DVD Dude, on. No, I have no ports on my laptop. Yeah. None. Come on, Mac. Get the future is now. The future is no. I, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Right. There you go. There you go. Um, I pay two ninety nine to watch it. There you That's go. what people charge, right? YouTube. Yeah. I have no idea. It's pretty much yeah, you like can't. Um, I have some streaming sites that I'm not going to say, but you know, I watch my movies on these, uh-huh. so I don't pay for movies. Uh-huh. Can't remember the last time I went to the movie oh theater my gosh, as well. I used to have such so many oh, streaming I miss sites. movie theaters. I would get them set up. And we we can talk later. <laughs> this is like years ago, though. I'd like find TV shows because I didn't have cable growing up, and I'd load them all like an idiot because that's smart. And then I'd watch 1.2 of them because the next like six that I thought I loaded are just sitting there like, you moron. Still loading. <laughs> this is like a Toshiba laptop and you're yeah. 18. What are you doing? <laughs> but no, I'm with you. <laughs> That's, it. That's it. Okay. <laughs> Make a video. That's what a lot of stuff is posted on. Do you, um, <laughs> Mario, do you have a preference of when you're training to be filmed or not to be filmed? I was just curious. I was thinking about it when we were talking about the documentary. Like, I wonder if it's weird to be filmed as you're being as you're trained like as like the the crew is there and you're training and what does that feel like when they're not there and you're training because it could go either way for me yeah i mean so you know my first time being in front of the camera it was definitely like i felt like i i had to do everything right there on the spot um so that it looked as real as possible um but i came to realize that oh when it comes to um, capturing my training it's it's more of just like capture those small moments not the actual entire thing of training so uh, that's what that portion is like um, I don't really notice the cameras so much um, more as I, I notice the people who are staring at me <laughs> they're wondering you know what's happening why why are there who are you? people following him with cameras <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that it's funny it's funny you said that we went to Virginia Beach to film one day and I have my GoPro so we're walking the boardwalk and like I'm recording yeah. I see some kids like look mommy he's a blogger <laughs> <laughs> and I was like you are right <laughs> at least he didn't say you were an influencer like then I just like drop it and walk away. I'm like, yeah. no, like, my life's done. <laughs> right. I know, I, you know, an inspirational figure in the community, influencer. That's such a good I, way to put it. Yeah, With influencer. I'm like, are you trying to sell me? Those yeah, I don't really degree? say I'm an influencer when yeah. I when when people like talk to me about this stuff. If anything, I label myself as an inspirational figure in the community. Um, but yeah, so I mean, that's that's what that's like to. You know, I have cameras following me around, and I just don't really think too much about it. And I'm I'm focused more on what I need to do rather than trying to impress anybody. I'm just, mm-hmm. you know, it comes back to being your true authentic self. I, yeah. I just feel like for me personally, initially, I would be – I would work, like, twice as hard because people were watching me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then over time, I'd be like – Fuck it. <laughs> I ain't got anything else to give. I can't. I'm good. Yeah. Right? And so when I was, if I weren't around like people watching me, I would totally just probably sandbag it. You know, yeah. it's just how my mind works. Like that's why I need a coach on deck all the time when I was swimming or like someone to run with, you know, like I'm that much more uh, competitive, I guess, or motivated when there's people around, but by myself, I'm like, eh, yeah. whatever. I mean, I guess yeah. now that you do say that I did all, when we were at Virginia beach, 
Um, I, typically when I work out, I, I tend to give myself about a minute and a half, two minutes, maybe even three minutes sometimes in between sets of like whatever I'm doing when I'm doing my strength training. And, you know, I have three guys who are following me around with the camera and they're just kind of like waiting and it's sitting there <laughs> recording. And I'm like, all right, I can't really take my, my time to do this. So, it, you know, I definitely exhausted myself a lot faster than what, than what I typically do in a workout, mm-hmm. you know, just to make sure I'm not wasting their time and, and you know, yeah. their uh, storage on their camera devices. Yeah, that's it's interesting being watched like that. That's all. I, all eyes on all eyes on me. Yeah. It's, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. That's yeah. exactly what we needed today. Um, all right. Well, any anything else that you want to like share with people before we like wrap this up, or any any uh, thing you just feel like you got to get out there before you go travel? Um, I'm super grateful to have had this conversation. You guys have definitely put it in perspective for me and made me realize that this is a win, uh, regardless yeah. of what the outcome Good. is. Because um, you're right, it's it's been a, a wonderful experience, even. Even if I don't complete it for whatever reason, just, you know, I, I also didn't say this, but um, today is 17 months of being sober for me. And nice. Congratulations. That's amazing. Thank you. That's awesome. And um, also my one year anniversary from doing my first uh, endurance event, which was the nice. Richmond Marathon. So it, what a day. Yeah. Great yeah. day for a podcast. You should yeah. go to bed after this. <laughs> <laughs> You're yeah, done. It's, it's, it's only 10 in the morning. I'm done. Done yeah. and done for the day. So, I mean. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, I woke up this morning and I was like, "All right, eleven sixteen. That's that's a special number to me. It's you know seventeen. It's you know on the sixteenth of every month is another month of sobriety for me. And you know one year exactly of when I first did that marathon and I almost gave up because I felt like I had nobody there to cheer me on. And now uh, almost a full year later, I'm doing this Ironman, which is almost like five, six times the distance mm-hmm. of you know, what I had done a year ago. And not only that, but I have family and friends and, you know, these awesome guys from Hearts of Empowerment coming out to root for me the entire way. And it's just, it just goes to show what happens when you don't do it for the the applause. You don't do it, you know, for the clout of following ha- followers on social media and you just put your head down and work and do things for yourself with good intentions in your heart and I'm just I'm so grateful for everything that's led up to this moment. Nice. I mean, I'm just so glad that we got to work with you. Like we've never done anything like this before, really. Like this is awesome. And you guys are even better. Thank you. Yeah, like it's just <laughs> yeah. so much fun. Like I've just had fun. Like it's like funny to think that it's like, "Oh, right. There's a there's a purpose here." I mean, not that I forgot about it, but you know what I mean. <laughs> I helped you find it again. I know, hold on. No. <laughs> no, but I just wanted to say too, I never thought that you wouldn't finish. I just meant that like if things don't go 100% according to plan, it is mm-hmm. not in my head that you won't finish this race. If anyone's going to finish this race, I have the most confidence in you. I appreciate you. Like, yeah. on all seriousness. Yeah. yeah. I just, I just want to add to that and say, if you're still willing to drive from Richmond, I'm still willing to give you swim lessons. <laughs> so, you know, Man. it's all good. Yeah. I mean, I might take you up on that. Something, yeah. Um, something that I haven't really uh, gone public about is what i plan on doing after iron man um and you know it's it's been a wonderful experience uh, with you will and hearts of empowerment but and you know i'm the kind of person that like once i do something like i don't really see what the sense is and revisiting that thing i mean unless it has but you check that box yeah I, i check that box but to me i've found so much passion and and so much life in doing these events and and now i feel like i've had this whisper in my head that while i'm doing you know my 16 mile run or 100 plus miles on the bike um i've had this new whisper in my head that says that i need to help bring this light into other people and bring them to life and and i was trying to discover what that meant to me and and after you know continuing to listen to what this whisper was in my mind um i think that now the next thing after iron man is i want to help those that are bedridden with some sort of disability who are not able to 
compete in these events, mm-hmm. um, whether it's, you know, holding their hand as they do a one miler or five K or pushing them on some cu- custom made wheelchair stroller, um, or cool. pulling them yeah. on a raft for a sprint triathlon mm-hmm. to help them feel like they're doing something with their lives other than just yeah. laying in bed. Cause I mean, if you think about it, it's, it's a privilege to be in this awesome shape and to have the strength that I have. And I know that there's people, there's families out there that have that person in their lives that are just bedridden and are not able to do things on their own. And so, and and they're not in the shape to go out and help them go on hikes or Mm -hmm. run in these events. So I want to, I want to do that um, for some people. And cool. let me know um, because I have, pretty good ties to disabled sports USA mm-hmm. and they always look for guides uh, for like blind athletes that are running or things like that. Um, so it could be something that you're looking for, basically what you're describing. Yeah. Um, so I can, I can do that introduction. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 You know the right people. I, <laughs> I honestly, I wasn't sure how I was going to go about it. My idea was uh, as soon as I finished Ironman to post on social media and say, Hey, I'm looking to help somebody compete in their first or, you know, yeah. how many ever. At we could do it. I, like I said, I'll, just because I know those people doesn't mean they have an athlete that needs that help. Right. Yeah. So there's no guarantee. Um, but you also just made me remember that, you got to, I introduced you to Morgan Morgan, and mm-hmm. Morgan was on the podcast not that long ago, actually. Right. Um, and so he sent me his book, his, his book about his book is called, uh, something, uh, being amazing coach or something to that effect. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's literally about people, what you're describing, people that want to be coaches in some way. Um, but don't take that leap because of so many different fears and mental obstacles. I'll give you, it's, it's a super quick read, super easy book to read. It, it just kind of like you read it and it's like, yeah, I could do that. And yeah, I'm going to do that. It yeah. kind of, it's a good feeling to read as well because it's just motivational. Like mm-hmm. I would say that's Morgan's strong suit. He's very motivational. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll, I'll send you home with that book. Yeah. Uh, you could read it on the flight. That would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's funny that you introduced me to him because uh, I've seen him now post on those triathlete pages on social media and you didn't even know and i yeah it wasn't <laughs> yeah. like i was following him on social media or anything and then after shortly after i had talked to him on the phone i started seeing him and and i, I saw that he actually um uh, spoke with this uh para olympic swimmer out in california who months ago i saw him uh, post a, a video on youtube about his journey of becoming a paralympic swimmer mm-hmm. and um yeah it's just it's it's That's crazy so yeah it's it's all connected you know it's yeah. all you're, you're in this world and, now yeah <laughs> welcome <laughs> yeah um but yeah i would i would definitely like to take you up on that opportunity i'm sure that if i was to um pull somebody on a swim sprint or even half iron man i mean i've seen a father who yeah there's oh, a, yeah. i can't remember that the, the name of that that family but yeah. yeah i know what you're talking often. yeah yep. um and he for an entire iron man pushed and pulled his son right. through it all and and i remember seeing that when i was 18 and and it just kind of like resonated with me and, and now i just want to do that for somebody i've been able to find life and meaning and it builds a bond right imagine pulling your son through all that Oh, absolutely. Right. And I, I mean, just from like my recollection, the Hoyts. The Hoyts. Yeah. Yep. Hoyts. Uh, just from my recollection, it gave that dad such pleasure to see his son reacting to competing. Yeah. Like yeah. there was a reaction. And um, I have a, a cousin who has cerebral palsy and wasn't supposed to live past five. And he's close to my age. Now I'm 38. All right. So it's like, I know that he survived because of how much hard work my aunt and uncle put into yeah. to his life. Yeah. And I know also that they see small little changes in him that represent to them meaningful things. Like he can't communicate in any way. And so from, for an average person, they just, they'll meet him and just be like, what do they mean? He seems happy. He didn't seem like anything, but they start recognizing these small little things mm-hmm. that he can do that show his happiness. Yeah. Or, right. So it's like really, really, 
just motivational to see. Gratifying. Yeah, yeah, so gratifying and satisfying to see somebody who might not be able to communicate with the world demonstrate something to mm-hmm. demonstrate their emotions. And that means yeah. everything to them. Yeah, oh, I would imagine, yeah. right? Yeah, it's so I think that's a very worthwhile endeavor, and I'm, I'd be happy to try to help you figure that out. Oh, man. Yeah. So, so I, I guess we'll cross that bridge when yeah. we get there. Well, I'll, I'll put things put around your waist. Focus on the race. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, will, I will strap ropes around your waist in the endless pool and pull on you so you can practice pulling a, a raft. Yeah. I'm happy to do that for you. Some some bungee cords or something like something. that. Something. Yeah. I'll stand on your back. I don't care. <laughs> oh, man, yeah, yeah. This sounds like torture. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get it figured out. Yeah. All right. Uh, Will, anything else to finish up? Just want to say thank you for you guys, uh, to you guys for having us over as always. You guys have been a great support system. Um, I'm excited for the future. We'll save that for later. But um, if you are not following us yet, Please visit Hearts of Empowerment on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. We're on every platform you can. Visit the website to learn more about Mario. Again, he's competing on November 22nd. It's a Sunday. Um, We will be live streaming uh, the sections where we can find him, where his checkpoints. So just check in with us and just follow the journey. This doesn't stop here. It's going to continue growing. And uh, I'm excited to be here today. Yeah, also, um, if you guys... uh, feel inspired by the story i I'm, i welcome you to check out our gofundme that we've started up um you know I, I put a lot of time and energy um training for something like this and you know that's on me but it would mean the world to me if you know we can make an impact in our community um so let, let's put the gold fund me gofundme link, link on the the podcast description how can people search for it if they don't look at the podcast description um, just go yeah, me. yeah, they could go on, uh, like, I, I think it's searchable on Google. If you type yeah. in Mario, Iron Man, Hearts of Empowerment, it should populate. But, yeah, I mean, I know experiencing homelessness as a kid and just wishing somebody would be able to do something for me. And, I mean, now I'm at that age where I'm able to do something for my community. And if I could do that, then, you know, I would, regardless if I finish Iron Man or not, I will... I feel like I I did something good. Cool, man. Mm-hmm. Love it. All right. Let's be done. Okay. Well. All right. Bye. Bye. See ya. See ya.